How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlick Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another great episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And today, we've got a good buddy of mine, Ryan Mulvaney. Ryan is an investor, a speaker, and an amazon holic He's got over 10 years experience selling on Amazon with over $1 billion in sales. He's sold everything from used textbooks when he first started to beauty products to tech to Justin Bieber pillowcases. And two years ago, he sold his company Quiver, which was at one point San Diego's third fastest growing company uh, for a multi-eight figure exit. In this episode, which you are not going to want to miss because Ryan is one entertaining guy, uh, we're going to talk about why it's okay not to be perfect. Uh, we're going to talk about the mindset of a future billionaire. Ryan told me uh, that he's he wants his net worth to be a billion dollars, and I think he's one of those guys that's crazy enough and driven enough to actually make it happen. Uh, three strange habits that Ryan keeps despite a lot of people thinking they are weird, and how his uh, his self-diagnosed ADD uh, is one of his biggest assets. And don't forget, we only spread our message when you share this knowledge with others that need it. So if you enjoy this episode, please share it on your social and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. Every week, my team goes through our reviews. And for every new five-star review, we plant a tree to restore the rainforest of Madagascar and provide a child in India one year of e-learning. So if you give us a review, you're giving back to. All right. How's it going, everybody? Xander Fryer back with another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. Today, I've got my good buddy, Ryan Mulvaney. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thanks, buddy. Stoked to be here. So uh, I've, I'm just going to dig right in. Um, you are an Amazon expert, right? You sold over a billion dollars on Amazon. You built Quiver. You sold quiver for a, you know, I, I won't reveal the number, but a multi eight figure exit. So, uh, he's done very well. Um, you've got a family, you live here in Southern California. That's a, there's a lot of things that people would say is like, that's a really successful life. Like what does success mean to you? It's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> that's why I ask it, man. Cause, cause to be honest, while I've achieved some things i'm not sure if i would define it as complete success yeah right? and i don't know if complete success is something you ever achieve yeah um to me it's you know as a father it's having a relationship with your kids with your wife having the freedom to make the choices you want to make do the things you want to do and, and make the impact you want to make yeah uh, effectively what, so could you expand on that like you know the impact you want to have like what is what does that mean for you leaving the world in a better place than when you started um 
learning as a human. Uh, like learning and growing and developing. Learning yeah. and growing and, and, and throwing yourself into things where you're not an expert and, and failing. Like yeah. constantly fail. I fail so much every day. And so yeah. it's, it's, it's having the willingness and the energy to fail. Yeah. Uh, knowing that on the other side of it, you know, if you just keep getting up, you're going to, you're going to make it through it. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I'm a tinkerer. You yeah. Know, I like to tinker with things. I like to build things. I like to break things. Most yeah. of the time I break things more than I build things. Yeah. Um, and so it's just having that, um, environment to do that i'm 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 curious because like I, i've known you for a little while now mm -hmm. but i you know I, you're you're a very just fun person like you're you're always in a good mood but like you mentioned you're always breaking shit yeah right like how can you how can you always be in such a good mood while you're always breaking shit like is that is that just you or is that the southern california sun what is it <laughs> it's it's a lot of it's for my parents you yeah know, my mom um my dad's super stoic. My mom's super optimistic. Yeah. I, I later learned in life she worried a lot, but yeah. she would put a happy face on. Yeah. She'd smile through it. She'd smile through it. And so by the time I figured out she was doing that, I'd already developed the habit of like, oh, everything's awesome. Like all the time. We should yeah. be optimistic. We should be grateful. Yeah. Um, and so I sort of brought it into to my life. You know, yeah. and, and while you don't always have that, you know, equanimity, that, that balance of mind at all times. Um, I try to remind myself of, of being more grateful than, you know, being more dreadful. Yeah. And it just makes life easier. I, there's a book I read in college, Candide by Voltaire. Yeah. And I remember I went through it and my roommate was like a scholar. Like he worked at NASA. He literally built rockets. Yeah. And I told him. Actual rocket scientist. Rocket scientist. And yes. he was amazing and so approachable. He reminded me of Neil deGrasse Tyson. Like he would yeah. explain things at my level. And I read Candide and he's like, well, you know, that book's about like how dumb it is to be an optimist. <laughs> and I read it as an optimist. I was like, it's amazing. Like it, it's an amazing book about being an optimist. And so it's, you know, two sides of the coin, right? Interesting. I, I, you know, we, we interpret different things reading the same material. I just looked at it one way. It doesn't mean my way is better than his. I mean, yeah. being practical is oftentimes much better than being an optimist, but I don't know if you can choose to look at things positively. Why not? Well, I think, I think that's a really interesting, a really interesting perspective on it. Right. I think, um, I was talking to, to, uh, uh, one of the doctors on our show, Dr. Jack Krasuski, and he's, you know, one of the top psychiatrists in the world. So he trains the other psychiatrists. Wow. And, you know, one of the things that he was talking about is like, really, no matter your station, no matter your color, no matter your, your age, your sex, whatever, we actually have, um, the way that our brain perceives, we actually have a relatively similar percentage of positive and negative, like objectively positive and objectively negative experiences, but it's our perception, like you're talking about, that really makes us believe we have uh, a really negative life or a really positive life. Like you could have, you know, someone who grows up poor and underprivileged and with all the, you know, all the bad, you know, all, everything against them, but they grow up with this perspective of like, this is growth, you know, there's good, there's, you know, I can be grateful for these things and they're going to think they have a pretty good life. Right. Whereas you can have someone who's very well off, privileged, has everything going for them, but in, in their mind, they're, you know, they've only got this lens of the negativity. Right. Right. So do you think, you, you think your family, it sounds like your family really helped you kind of cultivate that? Yeah. Not really natural, more, more nurture. I mean, I just sort of adapted the habits yeah. of my parents. Um, you know, like I said, my dad was stoic. And so if things were good. Did or he bad, actually like study stoicism? No, 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 like, no, no, no. He's just a stoic. Like he's he's quoting quoting Seneca. No, no, and, no and not Marcus at all. Aurelius. Entrepreneur works hard, works long. 
I just sort of interpreted that from him. Never, yeah. never complained about anything. Just got the work done. Yeah, just got it done and got it done. And then my mom, like whether or not their business was doing well or not, I didn't know. Like yeah. I was insulated from it. Which again, it's like it's it's important to be. Were they were they were they entrepreneurial partners together? Where they didn't. Uh, so my mom was like. Uh, took care of the home until yeah. we, uh, I think, got to like junior high or high school, yeah. and then she went to be there. It's like CPA, basically. Got it. Um, and so, yeah, it was always sort of a tag team. Interesting. Um, just to to make it work, and, and they're still working there to this day. Oh, that's amazing. Do, yeah. do you think that had a big influence on like you being a very entrepreneurial, like driven person? I, it, it's just what I knew. Like, yeah. hey, Dad, you're working early or late? From when I was like. Tiny. Are you working early or late? Okay, you're you're, work early, you're gonna work early. Okay, I get to see you this afternoon. You're gonna work late. I get I get to see you in the morning. Yeah. And oh, dad's got to go into. He's a veterinarian, so he's got to go into the hospital. There's an emergency, yeah. like t- midnight. Yeah. At four in the morning on a Saturday on a Sunday, and he by no means was a workaholic, but he was the. But he was willing to do the things that were necessary yeah, to get it and, done. And he, you know, he started working at that practice. One of he was like a partner of four people when I was born. And then it was a partner of two people, and then he ended up buying the guy out. Yeah. And so it was just like, oh, that's that's a good path. I have a good life. Maybe I could try to replicate that in some yeah. weird way. Yeah, that's amazing. So having having the, obviously this this entrepreneurial upbringing, um, you 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 now go through high school, go through college. When did you when did you get the idea for Quiver? How did that start? <laughs> so um, got through college. Um, my wife and I met in college. Yeah. She was, so college is good for things. College is good for things for yeah. love. For, <laughs> Technically we met on Facebook in college. Look right here. We met on Facebook in college. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, <laughs> so she was like two years behind me. Yeah. We moved home and, and she transferred from Long Beach state where we are to San Marcos. Yeah. And she finished a course and she said, Hey, I've got this textbook. I was like, I, I was like a kayaking tour guide at the time or something. Like yeah. that. I don't even know what I was doing with my life. I was having that, mid, that, that little, quarter, quarter life, oh, crisis. life crisis. Thank you. And she said, Hey, did you have one of those electric scooters by then? Um, no, no, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Uh, I haven't gotten that far. Uh, so she hands me this textbook says I'm done. My girlfriend just sold this on Amazon. Uh, maybe you could try to do that. And I was like, okay, like I'd sold stuff on eBay before. Yeah. Like, like like my truck, yeah. call, like random stuff. Yeah. And I put it up and it sold like 10 minutes later. It was like an hour later. It sold for yeah. like 50 bucks. Yeah. I was like, what? Like I just sold this book. And so I was literally like, kind of like your setup here. I was in her parents' house. Yeah. Because of course, like I was on, like I didn't have a job. Right. I couldn't afford it. We moved home. Yeah. And they had books everywhere. I'm like, I'm just going to list that, list that, list that. I go to so bed. you started listing out books like from the bookshelf, like from the bookshelf. And oh my God. I woke up the next morning. Talk about getting resourceful. Yeah, dude. I woke up the next morning and like, like half of them had sold for like, you know, like three bucks, five bucks, 10 bucks, like yeah. 50 cents. Like I didn't really care. I just wanted to see if I could move books. Yeah. And I was like, okay, all I need to do is get books and put those on Amazon and then I can make money. Yeah. This is amazing. And so I like, par- I partnered with the library locally because they would get donations and they couldn't keep up with them. So I would be like, all right, I know you can't formally partner with me, but I'll just give you a third of whatever I make. So I put it in their donation box yeah. and then she called me she said, Ryan, I have more books. We can't keep up with our little store here. And I mean, there'd be times where I'd find like an art book on their shelves um, and I'd put it on Amazon. It sold for like 200 bucks. Yeah. I was like, what is this world? Um, and so that was my backwards way into it. So people knew me, like if they had old books, they, that would, is amazing. they, they would give them to me. Um, my dad, my parents were big readers and they would, they would be very like mindful of what, what year is this by the way? Just so I have a little bit This is like 2009. Okay. Yeah. That's eight or nine. Yeah. Um, it was like, I didn't have an iPhone. I couldn't go scan barcodes to see what they were selling for. It was super man. I'd sit in my parents' house on their computer 
and I'd have this like pile of books like this because yeah. I so I would just buy the, I would just buy the books twenty five yeah. cents here I wouldn't know what I was buying but you knew that you'd be able to make some form of profit once you took the <laughs> the bad like the good would overweigh the bad yeah yeah and I had this I had the threshold I had to make like I think it was like at least um, three bucks on it because it was like half of a burrito or something <laughs> like I had this burrito threshold that I wanted to make um, <laughs> and that was like. But it was fun. That like, was the profit margin, the burrito profit margin. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. It was idiotic. Like I, I would lose. I'd have, I had this um, shelf like this. But imagine, can I see this in the camera? Yeah. Because imagine like shelves like this all the way through. Yeah. And then I had like the Ryan Decibel system where I'd alphabetize them. Yeah. But dude, I'm not one who should alphabetize stuff. Yeah. It's like I'd lose books and I would literally like have to go to Barnes and Noble and buy them a new one. Oh and my send god. Send it to him because I'd lost the book that I had listed and sold, or I, I just couldn't find it. And then I'd, like a week later, I'd find it. Yeah. Um, well, and you get to sell it again. And get to sell it again, yeah. But it would eat into my burrito margin. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah. So, so two thousand nine ish, you start with selling books. Mm -hmm. Like, what's next? Like, how did this just start to grow? Like, I'm I'm so curious <laughs> right now. Um, I I never, you know, it, books were selling, and then all of a sudden, uh, Kindle came out. Yeah. And e-readers. I was like, yeah. people are gonna stop Crap. reading physical books. Yeah. What do I do? And so I was like. I, I, I don't know. I think this is a really important moment for anybody as an entrepreneur, like anybody out there. Like if you're, if you're thinking of becoming an entrepreneur, if you are an entrepreneur, right? Like there's always that moment. Oh yeah. There's, there's a pivot moment. There's a, there's a competitor moment. Something had the industry shift moment where you're like COVID, right? Like right. there's a, there's like a, Oh shit moment. Like I got to shift. I got to do something. Right. Here. And there, all these, you know, there were these, some, some people were saying like during COVID, like this is the thinning of the herd. This is what the race needs. And I'm yeah. like, what like, yeah. like the human race i'm like okay let's 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 calm but down <laughs> moments like that for entrepreneurs are it's a thinning moment of entrepreneurship when they make blanket changes yeah and so the strong will rise and the yeah. weak, you know won't and so if you don't want it bad enough you know if you, if you fall down and don't get up like okay you're just gonna stay where you are yeah uh and so i started realizing that the way that i determined if a book would sell well was based off of this thing called sales rank. And it told yeah. you, Amazon told you how well this book sold compared to everybody else. Yeah. All the other books. So I was like, what if I tried to find other products that had strong sales ranks? Yeah. Um, and I just tried to list those. And so yeah. I figured out that like, oh, Home Depot sells these bamboo fences. Yeah. And those sell really well on Amazon. And um, I could just like get those from, I, I could, you know, Figure out where Home Depot gets and get them wholesale. Or get something. them wholesale from a place that was actually local. Yeah, and I'll just list those up there. <clears throat> so I started selling bamboo fences, and then I figured out like, oh, I could sell emergency super super calculated. <laughs> no, it's not calculated. <laughs> I started selling emergency food supplies. Yeah, I started selling like I realized that Toys R Us was like um, all dropship. Yeah. So if I could figure out who was providing them the products, like I could just dropship stuff. I sold so many Easy Bake oven refill kits. It was crazy. Like I sold Justin Bieber pillowcases and backpacks, like yeah. random stuff. Um, and again, like it kept, like I, I was in these like little fickled industry. Like, yeah. like it's just, this isn't forever. It's just a fun little thing to make money. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I, I ended up, you know, doing this as like a side hustle. Yeah. You know, I was working at tech startups making no money just, but I got equity for this yeah. huge payout that didn't come. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but the dream was alive. Luckily, my wife was a waitress, and she made a lot of cash. Yes, yeah. so we, we that would support life. you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, she's the she's not only the reason for the whole Amazon thing, but she is the reason why we could buy our first house. Yeah, like because I made no, I made twenty grand a year, like coming out of college. Yeah, um, I made nothing, and um, so I then you know it landed at an agency, and 
I was starting to talk to the clients of the agency that were interested in e-commerce services yeah. about Amazon and realized that like, hey, there's my, you know, real companies have an issue with Amazon. Yeah. They don't know it yet though. Yeah. And so maybe we could spin up a new business model where we would help them optimize Amazon. And this yeah. was, um, I don't know, this is like probably 2012, 2013-ish, yeah. uh, kind of before the courses were out there about how to do it. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, the owner is super entrepreneurial. I went to him with the idea and he's like, all right, let's go. Like and we, literally the model is we buy your product. We're going to sell it on Amazon, but we're going to sell it the way you should do it because you don't think Amazon's important right now. Yeah. And, and frankly, you probably don't have the, the resources internally to, to optimize to, it. To yet. figure it out and really optimize it. Yeah. yeah. And, and Quiver's model is still that to this day. And, and the reason we went down that model instead of charging fees is because we actually didn't know we could deliver on it. Yeah. We're like, I don't, we don't want to charge you like five grand a month to do something that we can't Cause do. Because we, we're not sure. We want to eat what we kill. Yeah. And if we, if we don't eat, that's fine. But at least we didn't take money from you. Yeah. That's amazing, man. That's super fun. Yeah. Um, and so you end up doing that for the next six, seven years. We grew Quiver. Um, yeah. So I think 20, actually it's probably 2013 was, the, was when we sort of had the idea. 2014, we filed the LLC mm-hmm. and then we ended up uh, selling it um, 2017. So it would have been like a four year. Four year, like real stint there. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Yeah. So, so obviously, you know, you get this exit. Now you're done, right? You just retire. You go hang out on the beach. Like you're bored. Like what? What's next for you? It's really interesting. So our deal was it was structured as an earnout. So yeah. you know, even though you sell your business, you know the work. This, I think this is really important for a lot of people right. to understand because, like, for a lot of people, they you know they don't really understand how it works. Whether you're you're selling, you're looking for an exit, an earnout, whatever yeah. it might be. I think this is really important. Yeah, and, and we realized with our business where it was. You know, there was some we had some stress about just how big Amazon was going to get you know, Donald Trump was making strong accusations. Like I'm going to come and regulate this. Like we just yeah. didn't know like what was going to happen. And we're like, well, maybe we could have an exit here. Um, and you know, exit with some gas in the tank, knowing yeah. that there's an earnout. because if you're, if you're open to an earnout and continue working, you can typically get more. Yeah. Um, you can be an asset to the business. You can help it keep growing. But I understand too, that some people are like, dude, I'm so burnt out on this model. Like yeah. I just can't go. I out. just want out. Right. Right. Um, and so, you know, the idea was let's keep it growing. And so, Luckily, you know, with our deal, we structured some, you know, along the way check marks. And if we had them, we would receive some more uh, money um, and keep us motivated. Yeah. uh, Which is super important, I think. Yeah. um, To keep your head in the game. Absolutely. Um, Because if, you know, I think a lot of people, they they dream of this exit. But if you don't have anything on the other side of it to do, people don't like being bored. I mean, the idea of being bored is fun. Like, I have time to be bored. (laughs) Yeah. I can afford to be bored. But actually being bored. But actually being bored. And there's, I don't know if you ever saw the movie like The Beach. No. With Leonardo DiCaprio. And I think it's this idea. I, I saw it a long time ago. So yeah. don't yell at me if I get this wrong. But like <laughs> there's this paradise and they all go live on this island. And then they just hang out and drink and yeah. party. And then at some point like it doesn't continue. It hasn't continued to be fun. And then bad things happen, of course. Yeah. It's a movie. Um, and so I think that the tension of life is really important. Yeah, and, and and knowing that you're accountable to something, and you know, not just allowing your Monday to feel like a Saturday. Yeah, right. You need that. At least for me. Yeah, that's how I'm conditioned. I wish I could be more Buddhist and just sit there and be like, "Oh, everything's cool," and nothing matters. Like, yeah, right. Like like nothing is is gonna rock me. I'm just I'm not there yet. Yeah. Well, I think you. So you you brought up a really good point. The tension in life is important, mm-hmm. right? So the tension, like tension, creates growth. Tension creates creates need and, and like fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, uh, one of my, one of my good buddies, um, Tyler Forbes, who does a lot of like 
cold therapy and breath work. And, you know, he talks about like one of the most dangerous things in life is actually the lack of stress, right? It's the yeah. lack of stress that causes depression and, and really kills people, right? Um, so that being said, I kind of wanted to transition into <laughs> this tension idea and, you know, talking about Tyler and, and cold plunges. I know you have, you have several things that you do to optimize like you as a person, um, one of them being you used to do some like cold therapy stuff like five or six years ago. Um, so you're a big fan of that. Like, tell me about that for you and how that kind of started. Yeah. Uh, a huge fan of the cold. Um, I'm an extremist. So like if, yeah. if, if I like commit, I don't commit to a lot of things. Well, I'll, I'll dabble, but I won't commit. And then, yeah. but if I, if I find something that I like, I'm like, all right, here's my line. Yeah. Like to the point where it's probably not beneficial. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. And I was, I was actually listening to this podcast. Well, you, the only way that you find the line is to go past the line. Yeah. Right. So you have to go past it a little bit. I was just, I joked that like, I should have been a Navy. I should have went to the Navy and tried to go special forces yeah. or something like that. Cause my, that's how my mind is wired. Like yeah. I, was, I was listening to this podcast and it was talking about the, the qualities of, of the seals, mm -hmm. good and bad. Yeah. And they were talking about like how they'll, they'll take a line to the point where it's detrimental. Right? Yeah. And they'll just keep, they'll just stay. They'll keep the going. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh God, it sounds a lot like me. Like, I'm so stubborn. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like with, with the chest freezers. So like I heard about Wim Hof on uh, Tim Ferriss or Joe Rogan's podcast, one of those. And I was like, oh, this guy's legit. So like, I got it. I listened to his course. I, I bought his course, but immediately like bought a, a chest freezer at Home Depot. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I, I can figure out how to do this. So I just went home and taped it up and filled it with water. And, and I made it to the point where you had to hit it. was like five, five or six years ago. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Like you have to hit it with a hammer to get into it. And I'm like, breaking the ice yeah breaking the ice and i'm like cutting myself getting into like stupid like stupid like you shouldn't do this and then i'm like well i'm just gonna sit in this for 10 minutes like yeah why not like you know i worked my way up for like a week and then i'm like i'm just gonna do 10 yeah like, like like not smart um and you know but i loved it like you know I, I i slowly like my feet hurt less and less and yeah um you know but again i i like I took like half the course and just kind of jumped in, which is sort of the way I do things. But at yeah. the same time, like I recognize that you need to slow down and you need to be diligent with things. And that's where like trying to be more mindful comes yeah. in. Like it's this balancing act. I don't like the idea of balance in my life because I, I like to balance my life out by living in the polarities. Yeah. But that, that doesn't can you, can you, I, I love that idea by the way. And I think I talk about that a lot. Can you explain what you mean by that? Balance your life by living in the polarities? Yeah. So it's um, all or none. Yeah. You know what I mean? And with some things it's none and with some things it's all. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like when it came to ice baths, like yeah. I would, I would, I just wanted to go 10 minutes. Yeah. And I don't know why. It I wasn't, was, you weren't going to dabble in it. You were going to go fully in. Yeah. Was, I, I want to know the results. Yeah. And, but it's, the problem is, is like, you probably have as much benefit at like two minutes as you have at 10. Again, I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but there, yeah. you know, there's diminishing returns after certain points. By the way, if you guys want to know the science, go listen to the episode with Tyler Forbes because he will actually explain the science to you. Okay, so. I mean, I need to talk to Tyler. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's like if I go in a sauna, like I want it super your tides down. Yeah, we're I'm just like, talking I about want it super hot. I want, to, I want to fry myself. Uh, I want it to hurt. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I don't know why that is, but I feel like it's sometimes, again, it's the, it's the tension. It's like the deeper you go, the, the, the higher you feel on the yeah. other side of it. Yeah. Um, but again, at some point there, there's breaking points and, yeah. and you just don't want it, you know, but again, like you said, you don't really know where those breaking points are until you go past them. Yeah. So I want to keep going down this path because okay. I know, I know you also fast daily, mm -hmm. right? So tell me, tell me about that. Like how that goes for you. Like, <laughs> again, like 
I'm, I'm ill-informed. <laughs> like, you know, I read a book called The Warrior Diet. In fact, yeah. I listened to it on audiobook, and I don't even think I finished it. I, I heard, like, the first two chapters. I'm like, that sounds cool. Yeah. I, you know, I at the time, I was like, oh, I'm going to go to the, the store. I better grab an apple in case I get hungry. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And then um, I heard a, a podcast with Mark Sizian on it. He's, like, the primal yeah. blueprint guy. I think that's yeah. what he wrote. And he talked about eating when you're hungry. Yeah. And I was like, whoa the anti-establishment guy in me was like, wait, I've been told to eat breakfast and lunch. Like, yeah. I'm not I've been told to eat these three meals a day. I'm not even hungry. Like, why am I eating that way? Yeah. And you know, it's, it's funny. It, it sort of changes your, your, your relationship yeah. with food. Um, and, uh, you know, one guy put it where he was on uh, Tim Ferriss's podcast. I think it was Tim Ferriss. And he was talking about fasting and someone's like, you have an eating disorder. He's like, no, I just have like a disorderly way of eating. Like I, oh. I just eat very disorderly. Yeah. And to me, like when, when you, if you can really sink into it and then you sort of look at the, um, the obsession that people have with food and yeah. the need for food to be around all the time, which is to, to me, not na- the natural way that humans, right. you know, evolved, it sort of changes your dynamic with it. Yeah. And you realize like, I don't need to do this. I've been conditioned to do this. Right. And the more conditioning that we can remove to, to, to see what's at the bottom of it and the yeah. whys, I think is super important, not only with food, but with everything. Well, I think there's, there's a lot of like, a lot of like common knowledge, right. Around like, Oh, you have to eat three meals a day. Oh, you have to eat this way. Like one of the things you and I were talking about, cause you're also vegan as well. Right. It's like, Oh, you have to have, you know, like, uh, like meat with every meal or like, you know, animal protein with every meal. It's like, well, you, you don't necessarily. Right. Um, so that common knowledge isn't necessarily the right thing for your body or for your health or anything like right. that as well. Right. Right. So even just starting to explore that is, is kind of interesting. So, so do you like, you eat once a day? I'll eat, uh, yeah, I just, I'll have like a little snack and then dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you ever just like faint during the day? Do you no. feel great during the day? What's, it's not even a thing. I mean, I work out, like I feel, I, I cannot like work out with food in my stomach. Like I can't, Interesting. I, I didn't really like that before. Yeah. Cause you're not, I don't see you wasting away. Like no. you've got muscle. You're like a normal looking dude. Like <laughs> I get the, cal- I'll get the calories in. I eat a lot of nuts. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll pack it in again. I think it's, but again, it's like, I'm conditioned to think that veganism is healthy. Yeah. I don't know that it is. I just know how I feel. And so a lot of this is like, you're going by what you feel. Right? Yeah. Which I think is really important. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's important to go by feel, and then it's probably important at some point to balance it with yeah. some science. Because, you know, Rogan was talking about this the other day. He was talking about how, you know, just because you're surviving doesn't mean, like, it's optimal. Mm-hmm. Like, just because you don't feel bad doesn't mean it, you, you couldn't feel better. Yeah. And so, you know, the interesting thing for me as a vegan, you know, the prospect of, like, lab-grown meat. Yeah. I'm, I'm going through my moral compass. I'm like, oh, on one hand, it is cells. On the other hand, I don't really need it, and I don't really like it, and I never liked eating meat. <laughs> But, you know, again, it, but I, again, I like to challenge like assumptions. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go eat it. I mean, I've been vegan for like 10 years. So I yeah, but I think even, even that, like your way of thinking is very different, right? You just like to challenge the norm. You like to like, whatever is normal. You like to question it. You like to try different things. You're curious. You said you're a tinker. You're, you're mm-hmm. curious. Yeah. Well, just right? be open-minded. Yeah. Like don't be so dogmatic with one thing that you're not going to hear the other side. You should always listen to the other side Yeah, and think about it and then make the choice. Yeah. Um, and you know, for me as a vegan, like I, I, I don't know if it's the healthiest diet. I know I feel good on it, but I don't like, I, I don't like the idea of eating animals. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and, and of course when they cultivate crops, it kills animals and all that stuff. I get it. Like that's really sad to me. Yeah. It's just the way, this is the way that like yeah. I like to eat and I feel better about it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I get that. 
Yeah. Um, do you have any other weird habits that I'm unaware of? I feel like that you um, you got some like hidden in your back pocket that I don't even know. Weird habits. Uh, in, in like I like I like to work out a lot. Yeah. Um, I used after I sold my my company, even running up to it, I really considered going to the military and try, yeah. trying to go buds and do the seal thing. But Interesting. I, but I had three kids, and I'm like, this isn't. That's probably this probably isn't. not the best idea. And I was old. I was too. Like, I think you have to be like. Like once you're past like you're in your like even like 32, 33, you're you're too old. Yeah. And I'm like, my wife didn't sign up for this. Like, <laughs> that'd be horrible. Like it just wouldn't. So, um, other weird habits. No, I think I think that. Let, let me ask you this: What's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning, and the last thing that you do before you go to sleep? Um, <laughs> work. Uh, so first thing I do in the morning. Um, Pre-COVID, yeah, I'd meditate for like thirty minutes. Yeah, I had a really solid routine, I'd, and I'd meditate for like fifteen minutes before bed. Yeah, and then uh, when COVID hit and 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 work got in the way of that, there was just so many things with Amazon and the impact that that, that COVID was having yeah. on Amazon. Um, I I lost that habit. Yeah, uh, but I was incessant. That went on for like three years. I'd meditate for like an hour a day. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was, it was, it was amazing. But then of course, then I'm like, well, do I have to be meditating for an hour a day? Maybe yeah. if I did like 10 minutes, five minutes. Would that be more efficient? If that be more Would efficient? that give me the result without having to waste an entire right. hour, right? But for me though, what I've realized is, you know, I have, um, a very active mind. Yeah. And there's a lot of different voices coming in, focusing on things easily distracted. Probably yeah. called ADD. Yeah. And when I don't take the time to meditate or go in the ocean when it's cold and sort of ground yourself mm -hmm. those voices become louder yeah uh and, and you can't really discern what's what's they're not bad they're not yeah. negative they're just talking it's just a lot yeah it's a lot and yeah. and with with meditation i found that it would be easier to not listen yeah um not not, not doesn't mean they're not there it's just not hear them as much yeah uh and so now i work i wake up and work out that's what yeah. i do i wake up and work out it's like five days a week so i i, I try to balance that out because i don't want to injure myself yeah and then before bed um you know, I watch YouTube. It's terrible. <laughs> I, I try to get inspired by other content creators and I watch YouTube. And I'm like, why is this working? Why are, why are 56 million people watching Mr. Beast videos? What is he doing? That's making that work. Yeah. Um, or I'll watch Vice or something like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's too funny, yeah. man. Yeah. Terrible. Habit. Like it's bad habits. Like COVID brought bad habits out. Yeah. I need to go back. So this is actually a coaching session for you. I'm yeah. helping you, yes. helping you get back yes. into your good habits. It's therapy, right? You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Yeah. I love that, man. Um, well, I feel like too, like, you know, when, I think when sometimes people come on, uh, you know, a podcast or something, that the idea of needing to be polished is like, mm -hmm. this is what I do, this is what I do, but it's not, and maybe it's true. And that's amazing, but sometimes it, it, it's not always relatable. And I definitely don't come across as being relatable yeah. with my craziness. And so it's like, no, there's definitely, you know, well, this is, I, 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 I think that's, you know, I think this is something that I love digging into on this podcast because, you know, the fact is that like, you know, some of the most successful people, when, when, when we all see them, right, we see like, oh, this person's got to be, this, this person has to have their shit together. Right. Right. And like half the time, more than half the time, 90% of the time, right? Like, you know, whether you're making, you know, whether you're making 50K a year or you're making, you know, 5 million a year, like you're still figuring your shit out. Yeah. Right. I, I think too, the big, the big piece that sort of changed for me during, uh, you know, during COVID and then slash years, my earnout also ended. Yeah. And so, um, you know, just, just that mental piece of that box was now checked. Mm -hmm. 
uh, from selling the business. And so the idea of like, well, how do I still add value to this business that I'm still a part of? Yeah. Um, you know, how do I, you know, what, what, what do I want to be doing? Yeah. Um, you know, there's a naked dude walking upstairs right there. <laughs> wow. He's fully naked. <laughs> I thought, I thought it was like a, in his underwear sort of thing. <laughs> there is, there is literally a naked man outside of my studio right now walking up the stairs. It's a very nice house. Like, uh, not a weird naked man. Like, he lives there clearly. I, I'm assuming he lives there. Yeah. I, I hope he lives there. <laughs> uh, I mean, he was doing it so casually. It's like he's done it before. <laughs> Um, really good for a podcast where nobody can see anything. Yeah. Um, where were we? Going? I, I have no idea. <laughs> I but man's, but <laughs> man's butt. Maybe I got distracted. Yeah, that happens. Um, so, so your earn out, right? You finish your earn out. Yeah. And so again, I think it's, it's, I go back to like when I was in college, in college, I had an engineering degree. Um, and I, <laughs> I didn't learn a lot about that. Like I just, I just was like, I gotta get a degree. I've been here long yeah. enough. And then in my fourth year third year I was like I'm gonna get a film degree too yeah because I like film yeah I I just discovered that I liked film and um I I just as soon as I got the film going the film path I'm like all right here's 50 ideas for shows I'm gonna go pitch this one this one this one this one so it it stroked this like entrepreneurial Mm -hmm. not even entrepreneurial this like ideas like you know constantly with ideas and so I feel like you know during COVID and coming out of the internet I was like oh I have all these ideas like I could do all these things um and so it you know it almost you become young again yeah and you gotta you gotta put all that into check you're like well you went through a system to build quiver uh you went through a system to add value to quiver like how do you how do you funnel that back into a process so it's not just scattered so you can actually do it again with something else yeah Yeah, or do it where you are yeah right add more value to the existing business you're in yeah um without trying to go back you know it's important to go back to the beginner mindset because it it allows you to be open-minded and test things out but it's also to know that it for me a little structure doesn't hurt yeah. yeah. I think, I think it was Matthew McConaughey said, you know, for true creativity, you have to have structure, right? You have to have structure to, to launch that creativity into something new. I completely agree. Um, and it's sort of like, show me the box. Yeah. So I know where the lines are and then I can color a certain way. Yeah. Because if it's like, Hey, pitch me, you know, <laughs> the best recipe you've ever eaten. You'd be like, uh, and I go, no, no, no. Tell me the best ice cream you've ever had. Yeah. And you're like, all of a sudden you're like, and then how would you make it better? It's like, yeah. oh, put some bumpers on it. Bumpers are good yeah. because bumpers allow you to then play within the arena yeah. um, versus it just being, a, you know, and some people do really well with the blank canvas. Yeah. I like a little color on it. Yeah. That's so, amazing, man. Yeah. Um, I feel like we could talk, talk about that for days, but we're, we'll, we'll keep test of, of time here. A um, couple quick questions for you. Number one, yeah. what's, you said you got an engineering degree. I was yeah. an engineer as well. Oh, cool. Um, what's one thing you wish you learned? in college that you didn't? Um, the one thing I wish I learned in college that I didn't learn was, oh, I had an answer. Here comes that ADD for you. No, (laughs) I, I don't know if I wish I learned anything more than I learned. I mean, college was about relationships for me. Okay. College was about networking with people. I, I wish in college that I um, learned how to sink more into the college experience. Yeah. Um, I didn't, you know, I lived off campus. I lived mm-hmm. with older roommates, which I loved, but I don't have that like college vibe. Yeah. I don't think of college like some people do. I'd go yeah. visit my friends at Slow and yeah. I was like, this is amazing. This is college. Yeah. So I think my, I chose my college based on how good the surf was. 
Yeah. And not necessarily how much community surrounded it. Right. So the thing I wish I learned in college predates college and it would have been picking it, being more mindful about how I picked the college. Yeah. And let's be honest, like I'm focusing on the relationships and the, those things. And, yeah. but, and to be honest, like I was like a B's get degrees kind of guy. Yeah. So I didn't have the pick of all colleges like right. Long Beach state. I was like, Oh, am I going to get in? And so I feel it'd be like, be a little bit more mindful about where you're going to go to college be okay with the idea of community college. Cause that can then like, if I would have done community college, I could have then shot right into, you know, probably one of the colleges that had that. Yeah. Um, but no regrets. Cause that's where I met my wife. Yeah. I was going to say you did meet your wife there. So yeah. the relationship thing did end up working out. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. What's, what's one thing that you feel is more important than money? Uh, happiness. Of course. Yeah. I mean, it's the, it's the easy answer. Yeah. But, uh, maybe beyond happiness, it's peace of mind. Yeah. Because, it, you can you can you can be happy but peace of mind would assume that you have that as well yeah and knowing that you know no matter what comes your way what happens in your life you're grounded enough to sort of weather that storm yeah and you've you've sort of laid the groundwork um so you're not as impacted by it you know yeah. i think in buddhism there's a there's a term called equanimity yeah. and equanimity is like the ability to maintain your emotions through situations it's like stoicism yeah um, but you're not being stoic to be tough. You're being stoic because that's who you are. Yeah. And it takes a lot of groundwork to do that. Um, and so I feel like that would be the big piece. Oh, yeah. I love that, man. Yeah. Where Where can everybody learn more about Ryan and everything that's coming <laughs> forward for you? Um, I, I'm on LinkedIn, but not as active as I used to be. Uh, you, you can email me if you'd like. Uh, I'm on TikTok. Doing a, I'm tinkering on TikTok right now. Uh, my... I just changed the name. It's Mr. Deals, Mr. Period Deals. It's, yeah. all, it's about Amazon deals. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, people are welcome to reach out and, and uh, poke holes in everything I said, please. <laughs> Tinker. Perfect. Perfect, man. Beautiful, Ryan. Thanks for, the, thanks for the interview. For sure. Awesome. All right. That's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton.